Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome to Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert brought to us by Cardinal Corner and By the Yard. Outdoor furniture. We'll talk to Jim in a moment. Uh, Danny Long here with a couple of birding tips from Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner. They again say keep out those bird baths, and you might want to put out still some white millet to attract those migrating birds. And if you're starting your holiday gift shopping already, many people are, you have to stop by Cardinal Corner. They have a huge selection of beautiful bird baths, nature gifts, handbags, jewelry, home and kitchen decor, so many different things you wouldn't imagine. You have to see the store to believe it. And the birds, of course, they love that seed from Cardinal Corner because it is the freshest. Have you subscribed to their monthly newsletter yet? It's free. Just subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner, by the way, is open seven days a week. Lee and Pam, great folks. They're in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy is at the Newport Center location. They always love to talk with you. Here's the phone number, 651-455-6556. Or as said, online, cardinalcorner.com. You really have to check it out. Cardinal Corner is more than just a birdseed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. As I mentioned, it's 18 degrees and fair. Yes. Isn't that something? It's clear here. Uh, frosty morning and only 12 above. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We're, I'm calling, of course, from the northwest side of Lake Waconia, 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. But uh, not much wind, and so there's some ice sheets forming on ponds and lakes this morning. You know, at one time, we had ice on quite a few of the lakes in southern Minnesota, and on pretty much all the ponds, and that ice disappeared. Uh, This has been a colder and uh, a cloudier November than usual. I I did see a a full-size banded woolly bear caterpillar crawling very slowly across a paved bike trail yesterday. I did stop and pick it up and move it over to the side, but it had a wide or what we call long center band that, according to folklore, tells us that it's going to be a warmer-than-normal winter. We'll have to check on that. Yeah. See how it right. might be more accurate than some weather folks. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't, wouldn't want to say that, but no. it, it's just kind of interesting. Anyway, today... November 19th is the average date for more or less permanent um, snow cover in the Twin Cities and area. I say more or less because, you know, sometimes it melts out and comes back right away. But but uh, this is when we expect our permanent snow cover to begin, November 19th, uh, in, at, on average. Sunrise, 7.16 right now. And sunset, 4.40. So today in the Twin Cities area, we have 9 hours, 24 minutes of daylight. And that, by the way, Denny, is the same amount of daylight we had last January 21st. Uh-huh. We have lost nearly 3 minutes of daylight since yesterday, 16 minutes since last Sunday, and 6 hours and 12 minutes is the total daylight lost since June 20th, the summer solstice, 
first day of astronomical summer, and the longest daylight period of the year. We still have 37 minutes of daylight to lose by December 21st, our winter solstice, first day of astronomical winter in the northern hemisphere, and shortest daylight period of the year. Normal high for today is 39, normal low 24. Records for today, November 19th in the Twin Cities, high 65. That was set 87 years ago, 1930. Record low, minus 5, set 85 years ago, 1932. The most snow we've received on this date was uh, 6.2 inches on this date in 1981. There's a very thin waxing crescent moon that rises. Well, in fact, it already... No, it's not up. It won't rise until 8.05 this morning. Won't see it very well with the sun out. But it sets at 5.55 uh, this early evening. Next Sunday, the 26th, is the first quarter moon. And Sunday, December 3rd, is our next full moon. All kinds of things happening outdoors right now. This past Thursday, the 16th, I observed the first fresh-cut evergreen trees on a Christmas tree lot. This is uh, part of McIntyre's, uh which is a supermarket here in Waconia. I saw it there. And I, and I did ask some other people, and they said they also saw Christmas trees out, too. These holiday trees are mainly an agricultural product planted, cultivated, and harvested for the purpose of selling. So most Christmas trees are grown on tree farms. In Minnesota, thousands of acres are in production. Because many people enjoy selecting and cutting their own tree, a number of growers operate choose-and-cut tree farms. Some Christmas trees are cut in natural areas, but permits are needed to take trees in national forests and other public lands. The Minnesota Christmas tree producers, and I talked to these people at the, way back at the Minnesota State Fair. It was really fun to see them in the horticulture building and visit with them. But the Minnesota Christmas tree producers uh, grow the Colorado blue spruce. It's a native from the central Rocky Mountains. Uh, Fraser fir that grows naturally in the Appalachians in North Carolina and Tennessee. And scotch pine from Europe. The growers also raise evergreen trees native to northern Minnesota, including our state tree, the red pine, also known as Norway pine. But they grow white pine and both white and black spruces and the balsam fir. So it's a very, very interesting uh, industry. And uh, Minnesota is, is one of the top producers. Uh, once pond or lake ice, uh, excuse me, not ice, but once pond or lake water cools down to 39 degrees throughout, the temperature at which water is the most dense, ice can begin to form on the first calm, freezing day or night. Of course, you've already had ice. And water, cool, water cooler than 39 degrees is lighter, so the lighter water stays at the top and ice forms at 32 degrees, of course, when it's uh, nearly calm. And, uh, and cold. Many lakes in Minnesota a week ago had a covering of ice, but due to warm temperatures and strong winds uh, these past
past few days, these ice covers have pretty much left in some in some spots. But Tom Bovers notes that Cannon Lake at Faribault was more than 90% ice covered last Sunday, November 12th, and is wide open now. At least that was last night when I talked to him. And I'm sure there's ice on it this morning. Galpin Lake in Excelsior, Swede Lake near Watertown, um, East uh, Lake Auburn at Victoria, all were frozen over last Sunday and were wide open yesterday. However, in northern Minnesota, many lakes that froze over between November 2nd and 10th are still ice-covered. My brother David told me that Lake George in Hubbard County, that's about seven miles east of Itasca State Park, froze over November 10th and is still ice-covered. And Ray Massey notes that Rock Lake near McGregor froze over November 8th and remains ice-covered. The official freeze-up for a lake is when the first day when at least 90% of a lake is frozen over and then stays frozen over. Pete Belay from the Minnesota State Climatology Office would like to receive as many freeze-up dates for Minnesota lakes as possible. Please note the freeze-up date and then wait. Just wait for a few days. And then include this in this information to him, uh, the county and the nearest town or city, and, of course, uh, with the name of Accept the name of the lake. Now you can contact him at Facebook, on Facebook, and go Minnesota State Climatology Office. Minnesota State Climatology Office on Facebook. It's time for avid gardeners to cover rows of carrots with straw so fresh carrots can be dug when needed throughout the winter. And Denny, on your show yesterday on gardening, I heard something really interesting. Daffodil and tulip bulbs can still be planted for bloom next spring. Isn't that something? Opossums and flying squirrels visit some feeding stations after dark. Floodlights don't scare the flying squirrels, nor does the presence of someone sitting outside quietly watching them. Here in southern Minnesota, there are still fields of corn and even some soybeans waiting to be combined. The native American bittersweet vine is found throughout most of the state. Um, on, it grows on woodland margins and in brushy thickets. The fruit is an orange capsule that opens, got to get the rest of my notes here, to display a cluster of bright red-orange seeds. And each seed has a fleshy covering. Now, these seeds hang on through the winter, and the warren-tailed birds, such as eastern bluebirds, where there's still a few around, American robins, and even wild turkeys eat them. American bittersweet has become a popular planting on garden fences and is often used in holiday decorations. But in order to produce this colorful fruit, you must plant both male and female vines. And this is where some people make the mistake, they only plant wine, and then they wonder why they don't have any fruit. You've got to have both the male and female. Do we have time for a few more? Are we going to talk about... Well, I think we should talk by about the By the Yard, because something I, big is coming up here. Oh, what is that? And Well, they, they urge us to all to be an outsider, uh, and being outside may not be your first choice in a morning like this, but uh, they've, the good folks there at By the Yard uh, suggest visiting their showroom 
and they're going to keep us dreaming about the outdoors. They've got these new mission gliders and oh, benches yeah. in the comfort of their showroom. Check it out, Jim, and I love that showroom. And this, uh, it's time once again for a Christmas gift card promotion. Wanted to mention that too. Uh, so don't follow the crowds this Black Friday. Uh, Friday the 24th, Saturday the 25th, you're going to receive a free $20 by the year gift card for every $100 you spend. Now, there's probably someone on your list. I bet, Jim, you know folks that, that have been thinking oh, yeah. about getting by the yard to maintenance-free furniture maybe for years. And this is no, uh, what some folks say, Christmas fruitcake. This is a real deal. You're going to earn big points with a buy the yard gift card, and you can keep your free gift or pass it on to another person on your list. A lot of folks, after Jim's show, call for that free color catalog. But Jim and I both urge you, wouldn't you say, Jim, get to that showroom. Beautiful ideas there, you know? Oh, and remember those fire tables you were talking about? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I've heard more people talk about those, and, and I had a chance to go see them, of course, and wow. Okay. Well, buytheyard.net if you want to get on the web, or like I said, a lot of folks call after Jim's show. Toll free, 877-220-0448. Jim and I love that furniture, and you will too. Maintenance free from By the Yard. What do we get a note here, Jim? Let's say uh, Donna from St. Albans Bay in Lake Minnetonka says she uh, counted six tundra swans this week there. Oh, so thanks great. to Donna. Okay. Appreciate that one. And what else do you have this it, morning, Jim? Well, I was going to say, if you or someone you know is interested in sunrise and sunset times, like what I've been talking about, and other astronomy plus weather history and information on climate and phenology with nature notes like what we've been doing, be sure to check out the Freshwater Society's Minnesota Weather Guide and Environment Calendars. The 2018 editions of both the Wall and Engagement Calendars are available at Book, Gift, and Wild Bird Stores throughout Minnesota and western Wisconsin, including Scout and Morgan Books in Cambridge, Excelsior Bay Books in Excelsior, right in downtown Excelsior, Houston, Minnesota Nature Center, and the History Center Museum Store in St. Paul. The 2018 Weather Guide would make a great holiday gift. I have, I have some reports. We have about, what, three minutes left? We have about two or three, sure. Yeah. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield this past week took a trip to Brownsville, Minnesota, along the Mississippi River in south, the south, extreme southeastern corner of our state. There they heard and saw thousands of migrating tundra swans from an overlook three miles south of Brownsville. There were also many ducks, including mallards, pintails, and green-winged teal. In their own yard yesterday, on the edge of Northfield, they counted 17 species of birds coming to their feeding station, including two northern flickers and four other types of woodpeckers. Diane and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, report that there are still fields, standing fields of corn and soybeans, and they notice Franklin's gulls, this is one of the gulls, and sometimes ringbill gulls, following farmers that are plowing, or these gulls are in freshly tilled fields. The birds are picking up earthworms, beetle larvae, and other small animals. Between Waterville and Elysian, um, they just saw the other day newly built dome-shaped muskrat houses, quite a few of them, on the edges of lakes. Mary and David Brisland from Luton along the north shore of Lake Superior report that 
they have about two inches of snow in their yard, but inland on the Caribou and Gunflin trails, the snow is six inches to a foot deep, and a Lutzen Mountain ski area opened up yesterday. Common red poles and pine siskins are among their bird feeder birds. They all, they did see a snowy owl in Grand Marais, in the Grand Marais area, just a couple days ago. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault also saw a snowy owl. This one was near Nurstrand this past Thursday, the 16th. That, and they saw that in the morning. In the afternoon, they found a solid owl just north of Faribault and a barred owl at Riverbend Nature Center in Faribault. At their backyard feeding station, just yesterday, 70 pine siskins plus lots of dark-eyed juncos American goldfinches were feeding. Keith and Cheryl Radel from Faribault counted 65 pine siskins at their feeding station at one time yesterday. They had a total of 14 species of birds coming to their suet and seed feeders, and a good share of these 14 species, including robins, which weren't at the feeder, and the northern shrike, drank from their two heated bird baths. So it pays to have a heated bird bath during this cold season. And I should mention, a pine siskin is a small bird, about five inches long. It's a brown finch, heavily streaked on the back, breast, and back. And they have a little bit of yellow in their wing bars and a little bit of yellow at the base of their tails. And this is, I don't know if this is going to be considered an invasion year for them where you see many of them in the, in the south, but it, it's starting out that way. And lots of people are seeing pine siskins. About that, and uh, you mentioned Christmas tree, Jim, as we head out of here. Yesterday, Texter says, saw my first Christmas tree tied atop a car. That was yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so All there. right. Well, Jim, have a happy Thanksgiving, you and your f- uh, family, and uh, let's talk one week from today, if you will. I look forward to it. Happy okay. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Bye. Jim. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday with more Nature Notes here on 830 WCCO. Healthy Matters straight ahead here on CCO. Stay with us. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.